It's Celine in the Blue. It is. Yo. In Out of the Blue podcast. And today we're interviewing Celine. We're going to do a uh, deep dive into the mind of our front woman, Celine. <laughs> <laughs> the chief. A nice little, uh, a nice little series that we're doing. We're interviewing um, other band members. We are, you know, trying to trying to find out things we we might not already know. Mm. Are you ready, Celine? I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Well, I think we should open the uh, the interview with um, a similar question that we've all been asked. Um, what are three characteristics that define you as a person? Um, I like to smile a lot mm-hmm. when I'm around people. I didn't used to like to smile because I had, uh, I didn't love my teeth. And then I had braces. Okay. I, you know, I've, I have, have always wondered, do you have very straight teeth? I did. I didn't know if you like had braces. Yeah, or, I okay, did have fine, braces. Yeah. I did have braces and I still wear my retainer after five years, pretty much every night. Damn, and that is some serious commitment. Yeah. That is. I know a lot of people that just don't ever yeah, wear their retainer. Yeah, I'm very committed to maintaining my teeth straight. <laughs> They're uh, very important to me <laughs> just because I love smiling. No, but for real, I want to maintain the hard work mm-hmm. that I that I went through because I did put a lot of effort, you know, wearing my elastics regularly. I would be so picky with that. So, yeah. It's painful as well, right? Having oh braces. I've never had God. them, but like... Uh, it's just your mouth is just constantly sore for mm. however many years you're wearing them for. I was very good with them, so um, I didn't have to wear them for too long. I wore them for like a, a little over two years, but it was uh, it was painful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There are, your, your mouth is just always sore <laughs> yeah. from your braces. No macadies while you have braces. That's not true. I used to have it all the time. You can't really eat an apple or whatever. But Yeah, I guess you have to fine. be careful with what you eat in case yeah. you damage them or you get food stuck in them. Yeah. I suppose that's always a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what other characteristics hmm. define you? So other than smiling a lot, <laughs> I... Think of it as a online dating bio. Are you copying let's, <laughs> my interviewing approach? Let's, let's set some context, okay? <laughs> you, you, you're going out. You, you're looking for a, a man friend. Um, and, a man friend. And <clears throat> you go to one of these dating evenings and you're sitting across from someone and, and you have to get your point across of who you are to, okay. you know, in as, as short a time as possible. Okay. What would you say? Hi, I'm Celine. I'm Italian and that really defines me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, that's one other thing. I'm Italian and I love it and I brag about it a bit too much. I am 20 and I really like music. I love doing creative things. Some people, you know, ask me, oh, what are you into? And I always say that I have little moments in my life where I just dedicate my time strictly to one specific Mm -hmm. thing. So I've had many little hobbies for which I've dedicated so much time. So the first one that I can remember was origami. Then I went on to drawing, pencil Mm -hmm. drawing. Then I went to painting. Then I went to journaling. Then I went to (laughs) Rubik's cubing. (laughs) Then I went to makeup. Then I went to nail art. And I would like have fake nails and literally just paint SpongeBob or Father Christmas and stuff like that. Then what else? I did cross stitch at a certain point. Wow. Another time. Oh, you you have anyway. that Italy cross stitch that looks amazing. Oh my god, yeah. I also had this um uh, what's it called? Nail art. But not okay. like nails, but like the nails yep, that you put yeah. in the wall. So I'd get these like wooden boards and I would nail 
like hammer. colored nails. I would, or? No, I would hammer nails into the board in a shape of something. Okay. And then I'd fill in the silhouettes with string. So it's like string art, actually. What? So I have a couple of those. I was really into that. but um, That's crazy. That hobby that hobby didn't last too long because it was very loud because you have to hammer yeah. all day, you know? <laughs> that, that is something I, that I've personally, since working in the band, have noticed about you is that you, um, you're very dedicated to whatever you want to do like if there's something that you want to do you will do it like i i struggle with that and and you you were like with the band stuff like a lot of the um artwork and videos and things and you spend a lot of time doing them and they look really good but like that does show like i mean yeah there's i don't think there's a lot of people i'm not one of those people that can set their mind to, to something and actually follow through with it yeah. So hats off I to guess, you. Fair yeah, enough. I guess I just really focus on one thing at the time. So I really invest a lot of my brain cells into one thing yeah. in that period. So the most recent has been plants, for example. <laughs> which like is, succulents? Yeah. Or, or <laughs> Any kind of plant. My house kind of looks like a jungle now. But yeah, so when I, you know, kind of obsess over one thing, I really dedicate myself to only that. And yeah, I guess that's a thing about me. Okay. Know. And musically, when did you start to sing or, you know, so, write music? Yeah. So my mom sent my brother and I to piano lessons since we were both were four. So I've been introduced to music from an early age. I started getting this interest for singing later on. I guess I was about eight or nine. I remember the exact moment was when I went into my brother's room and he was listening to Unfaithful by Rihanna, which <laughs> he's a bit embarrassed about now. But, you know, at the time, that was great. So I heard Rihanna was obsessed with her. She was my favorite singer for so many years. And she really inspired me to start singing. In fact, when I was eight, I kind of sound I was you know trying to aim to sound like Rihanna and I made it really nasally so it was a bit cringe a friend recently sent me a video of me singing and her dancing around that age and oh my god it's so cringe how I was singing <laughs> but yeah also my mom is very musical she used to sing and play guitar okay so also my dad really loves classical music he's not musical but he loves music. Mm. So it's always been in my family, I guess. Even my brother, he's he's a very mu- musical person. Yeah. He's a sound engineer now. So it's it was it, it was already running in the in the family. <laughs> Did yeah. you have any um like vocal tuition or anything or was it all self-taught? Yeah, so I started getting vocal lessons when I was about 15 and I did for about three years and then I moved here. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved here and I'm very annoyed at myself for this it's not very healthy of me not to be doing vocal lessons now i really should and Inez just very is <laughs> very disappointed in me as well but yeah that's a, a life goal of mine to find a vocal tutor because it's just ridiculous that i don't have one now i mean yeah but you've spent so long getting to where you are it's not like you need a vocal tutor right but it's not like any of us need but obviously yeah that for 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 development <laughs> <helps>. yeah but <laughs> so it's not uh, sorry, because I'm really passionate about this argument. I re- uh, it really fires me up. It's not just a question of progressing, but it's a question of keeping your attention and your dedication alive. Yeah. Because it's easier to to lose yourself in into doing always the same thing. Mm-hmm. But with a music tutor, with a vocal coach, he's always pushing you to get better. And having that person... Uh, really, really shapes the way you yeah. think about music and your craft. I really so notice myself Get a vocal coach. Well. Yeah. Please get a vocal coach. <laughs> and you get a drum tutor. And well, I get... Listen, it's... I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think that's the right step for everyone. 
I think I'm not for me. I agree. I've had a, a drum cheese recently, um, and I, you know, I want to get back into that. But I don't think that that style works for everyone. Personally, I think that some people learn and progress and maintain better without a tutor because some people don't receive well to that one to one. But anyway, this is about Celine's interview, so we we can come to this another time in another episode if you want to hear more. Um, Okay, so what would you consider your biggest fears or phobias musically and not musically? Okay, not musically. First off, not to copy you, Elliot, but death really scares me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to dwell deep into that because I kind of would cover the same things that you did. (laughs) Um, But what else? Another fear of mine... Okay, yeah, this is a serious issue that I have, that I've dealt with in my life. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. In this moment of my life, it's gotten a bit better, but it's really hindered some things in the past. It's still kind of hovering over me now, and it's for sure stopping me from doing a lot of things. It's uh, sometimes giving me a hard time, and I think my fear of sickness (laughs) is... It's an obstacle yeah. in my everyday life. I'm very dependent on that way of thinking. And my fear is getting sick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. fair enough. You yeah. know, like I, it's not uncommon mm. that people get that. My sister's similar. She can't be around people that are ill, especially mm. with like throwing up and things. That is oh. one of the worst things for her to ever be around yeah. or to, you know, so I get, I get that. Mm. I can see why that would be a, a thing for you. Um, what what about musically then? Do you have any big big ones for music? Mm, musical fear phobia. Well, I guess singers really hate it when they strain their voice and you go like <laughs> while you're singing, <laughs> like a voice of, crack, like yeah, a voice like break. A voice yeah, crack. Okay. Oh, yo, that's so embarrassing. It's like I don't it's, think you've had a voice break since we've been gigging, have you? Not during gigs, but. Like during, I mean gigs, yeah. Yeah, in gigs, no, fortunately. Yeah. But in practices, I've had plenty. And it's honestly, <laughs> it's more, I'd rather, I don't know, I'd rather have my, I don't know, like my trousers fall off. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's, it's normal though, because it's no uh, different it's so to, to one of us messing up. I yeah, mean, I guess it's a bit more personal because <laughs> if it's we mess up, throat. we can call it jazz, you know. If <laughs> she does, we're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're just syncopating, mate." What? Uh, I think even the greatest singers in the world have voice cracks. It's just important that you know how to manage them and move mm-hmm. on. And yeah. it, and you know, it's lucky that it has only happened in practice mm-hmm. because that's kind of a safe space, right? Mentally, oh, I feel for just so people. ashamed when it happens. It's so scary. I don't know. I, I turn around and I'm like, hey. <laughs> What, yeah. when, when she voice Yeah, I guess yeah, Inair really expects a lot of from a lot from my vocals. <laughs> so when I do voice crack, he really gives me that like that stink eye, and it doesn't help. I but am whatever. sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's because um, I care. But yeah, I think other than that, my musical phobia would be you guys leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might do someday. You know, that's just how life works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's but that's why it's important to make the most of it, guys. Yeah. You gotta make the most of what you have because you never know when it's not gonna be there. Actually, Celine, if someone were to leave the band in in the very bad circumstances that that would happen, who do you think that person would be? Who do you think that the person the person would say? Oh, sorry, I'm guys. The band. Yeah, I think it'd be Jero. Yeah, I think that if Jero was offered a great opportunity, he would rightfully i i think if in that circumstance it wouldn't be so much of 
I'm leaving the band because I have this opportunity. It would be more that I've got this opportunity that I can't turn down yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want you guys to hinder your progression mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be able to be there as much. So, so he would kind of take the weight off of us yeah. into, so he would avoid us having to wait for him. So he would yeah, leave yeah, the yeah, band. Yeah, absolutely. He wouldn't want us to wait around and, yeah. and not be able exactly. to progress in the ways that we should because of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It I would don't want be... Jay to leave. No, no, no. I don't want. I don't think. It, I don't think Jay wants to leave. But I mean, Jay, <laughs> if it came to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it came to it, I feel like Jay would do it because he's so thoughtful in that way. Whereas if it were like me, I would really, I would be more selfish and be like, "Oh, guys, I really want to be in this band, but you've got to wait for me <laughs> for six months or whatever," you know. And I would be selfish and wouldn't think about you guys and how that would be hard for you. Mm. Where I think Jero would make the responsible and sensitive decision of leaving the band which is so sad i have thought like about um how different the band would be if one of you two left if either selena or naya left and and what you know in each circumstance how different that would be because um obviously i don't you guys might know this but we know that um most chordal progressions or or anything are written by a naya most lyrical melodies and things are written by Celine and those two together are what make our songs sound like they do. And I couldn't imagine them without one of you because you're both key components, but me and Jero have discussed this before. <laughs> we, we've obviously, we have to have these chats, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what would happen? What would happen? I if? think and I had chats about you guys oh, really? leaving. Yeah. We've, we sure. Well, not wanting you to leave, but like, you what if they leave? left? <laughs> no, no, no. We've had discussions about, Oh my God, what if they leave? And I feel like, again, I always say this, band is like being in a relationship. And when you are in a relationship, you, I feel like you kind of think, oh my God, what if this person backs out? And yeah. it's just part of it, you know? It's terrifying. My yeah. God. Jay, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, don't, don't leave. leave. <laughs> yeah, just don't leave. <laughs> so, okay. Um, how about what achievements, not necessarily musical um, but can involve music. Uh, have you are you most proud of, or, or even that you feel have developed the way that you are today and the way that you see the world? Achievements or experiences, experiences or you know that I'd kind say. of. I that think kind that's of thing. easier to under to. Yeah, sure. Okay, experiences. Mm, okay, uh, so experiences. Obviously, moving away at a young age. Yep. For yep. obvious reasons, yeah, you know, of it kind of forces you to grow up a little bit faster, or whatever. Um, because at 18, you're just uh, kind of catapulted into a new world, into a new yeah. country, and you have to do everything on your own. And obviously, I've had loads of support from my parents because they're so close to me, and I hear from them every day. So I don't lack in that department. I always have the moral support from them, and it's great. So that's that helped me a lot. I think my parents are a defining thing that made me me. I think they've had such a big influence on who I am and I'm very grateful for them. Um, Events-wise, again... Has there been any moments where something has happened and you've been like, okay, this is where I'm going to go from here or anything like that? So in terms of what I do in life now, it's very much dictated by my family, also by my brother. I remember okay. this moment where I had to choose where to go to uni and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do music for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I was obviously contemplating. So I was like, what else could I do? I came up with media communications. I don't know why my brother 
sat me down and was like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah. And he really encouraged me to take this path that I'm on right now. Do you ever think what it would be like if you didn't do of music course. and you took media? Of course. I don't even think I should have like, taken media communication. I would have, mm-hmm. I should have gone for something else. Anyway, I don't know. It was just whatever. I think that's quite a natural thing to come to though. Like yeah. I'm sure all of us had a point where you were looking at universities and what courses to do. And you were like, okay, I could do this or I could, you know, I was, I was going to be in a police. So no. Yeah. 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 Oh my but, God. <laughs> but I went funny. Like the only, this is the only reason I did it is because I went, I went to the open day of college. I was going to do a diploma, uh, public services you have to do before you can go to like some kind of police academy mm-hmm. or school or whatever. The guy was so boring. That is the sole reason <laughs> did I didn't go for that. And then I went and viewed like a music college down the road and I went there instead. But oh like, God. yeah, that's definitely, um, yeah, that, that's, I think yeah. that must be like quite a normal thing for people to go through, but it's important to have the support from your family. And yeah, things. absolutely. I think they've shaped me a lot and they've really held my hand <laughs> through yeah. life and I didn't go through it alone. The last defining event is a bit depressing, but I think it really shaped the way I look on life, the way I do things now, and the reason why I have health anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got sick once, and it just gave me a new outlook on life and how much you should should take care of yourself. So that's really changed the way that I've lived my life every day. So yeah, those are my defining events, I say. Okay, so I have a couple more questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, what, I don't know if you're going to know what this word is. You probably will. <laughs> um, what quirks do you have? What quirks define you? What, uh, what, what things do you, like small things that you do day to day that define you as a person and separate you from the general population? So in like my everyday routine, in actions, and little OCD just, things? <laughs> just like little things that, that you know, you do that most people don't or maybe they do but are just you know personal to you and that people around you don't we've already covered this in the first episode the wiping the feet (laughs) (laughs) before going to bed yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's one (laughs) then what else okay i love cleaning okay oh my god it's great i love cleaning i love a clean environment but i feel like people do that it's not weird it's not a quirk you know i think most people like to be clean but there's a difference between people that like to be clean and people that like to clean Mm. like that's a different level of cleanliness so yeah cleaning is a therapy i love it it's great because i put my earphones in stressing i sing i dance and i clean and then while i'm cleaning i'm cleansing yeah (laughs) i get that i can Um, understand yeah what else is there anything that you do that when you do it and you're like... This is so me. <laughs> this is like, this is this is Celine Bucamino. Like this. <laughs> I think that a quirk of mine is just that I'm so expressive. Is mm-hmm. that a word? That. So you can really, like, I, I, I really express physically what I'm feeling. My facial expressions are so intense. <laughs> My tone of voice is really intense. Arms. I'm quite loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, my arms... Um, <laughs> Uh, which is a bit comical sometimes. Uh, so yeah, it's really easy to read me because I really, I really state it yeah. with my with my actions. And sometimes it could be a bit weird, a bit too much. Sometimes when other people are hard to read, I'm like, oh, I wish I could read you a bit better. Yeah. So at least people can read me well, you know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm too loud for you, but that's just me. And I, uh, you know, I, I think I was. It's a even, package deal. You yeah, don't yeah, just it's a package get, deal. Okay, you yeah. get it's me, you right. get that. You know, um, I, I, I'm just unapologetically me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess that's my main quirk or the okay. one I could think well, of. Well, coming to a close, I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the three, or maybe you might not have them already, but what would be three life achievements musically that you want to get? Do you want to play certain places? Okay. Do you want to support or play with certain people? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. So I would like to play Ronnie Scott's Downstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I would like to play an arena. Okay. Like a stadium tour or just like... Oh, like yeah, an arena tour. Let's an not arena make it tour. Yeah, okay. Let's do an arena tour. Because arena usually are smaller than stadiums. And into that package, I'd like my brother to be my sound engineer. He's a very good sound engineer, <laughs> to be um, fair. <laughs> he made us sound good in a church. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like him to be part of my musical journey. I think that would be an achievement for me. Yeah. It would be including him. And then my final one would be supporting a big ar- artist. <sighs> that could be... Ariana. <laughs> no, we wouldn't support Ariana. That that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It could be Tom Mish. Could be Leon Bridges. Mm. Could be Theo Katzman. It could be Theo. Imagine Alan Stone. It could be Anderson Pack. Alan Stone, I think, is the one more down our road. Yeah, w- uh, yeah. Out of those, I'd say musically, we're probably similar to him most. Mm, I'd um, love to go on tour with a big artist like that. Imagine, and I think yeah, that would crazy. be absolutely insane. Like any kind of tour is, mm. is great. Yeah. So God. Yeah. Well, thank you, Celine. It's, it's been a blast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much yeah. as us here. Um, catch you next time. Catch you next time. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>